0: Welcome to the Wonder Woman of Aviation, in partnership with Hilo Social Media Marketing. Oscar, thank you for being on the show once again. It's so nice to see you.
1: Oh, it's always great to see you, and thanks for having me.
0: Thank you. Well, the last time I think we spoke, we were actually virtual, so this is our first in-person interview, so it's exciting. But well, we've met each other. We have. That's we awesome. have. I've actually chased you down the concourse and, you know, said hi before you board a plane. <laughs> Not stalkerish, but... <laughs> Well today we're going to talk about a really exciting new endeavor, which is your book. What was the inspiration behind this book and why was it so important for you to launch this book?
1: The inspiration uh, and the dedication of the book is to the employees of United Airlines. Uh, in my farewell note to the company, I wrote, and I came here to change United, but at the end it changed me, and so that's the arc of the story in essence, and in between, is all the wonderful things, all the difficult things that we had to do. And uh, honestly, during the, the time of COVID, he had a lot of time to reflect about many things and we were working hard on the CARES Act and, and employees were in front of, in front of mind for me. And and so I began to write stories about things that had happened and it just began to grow and grow and inevitably it became a book. And uh, it, it's, it's important because there's a lot of stories that talk about the industry and what it means, how it works, mm-hmm. um, it talks about the heroism and the wonderful relationships that people have. And it's like, I don't think the flying public necessarily knows and is aware of that. So I think I say somewhere in the book, it's like, you know, this is for many people, this book, but I hope that some of you will actually you know, learn to love and appreciate all the things that we do in this airline industry.
0: That you kind of hit, um, you hit right on the nose. Is basically like your target audience. It's written in a way that I myself, as a United employee, can definitely identify with the book, the stories. It was like literally reliving a lot of situations. But at the same time, you do a great job of explaining the different concepts within the aviation industry. So that was my question: like, who was your target audience when you were writing the book? So, you
1: know, I, I think in general communication, and you do this for a living, um, you can't assume that everyone that's listening to you understands exactly. And right. so I, I heard this a long time ago, but always speak to the lowest common denominator of knowledge in the room. And so we wanted to write a narrative and a story that was interesting to read, mm-hmm. um, but also when we touched on complicated issues, concepts, to very, very gently describe what they are in simple terms so that people feel part of what we feel and know. Uh, you know, this concept of above the wing and below the wing. We right. think We don't even think twice about it. But we know we describe a little bit of that. I describe, you know, the mechanisms the mechanisms of pricing and how we fly and network and all of those things on there. And I think they're done in a subtle enough way that if you have interest, you can actually really comprehend to a certain degree what you need to know.
0: No, absolutely. And like I said, I was reading it and it was like the visuals were popping out at me. I'm like, this is uh, you are a great storyteller. So kudos to you and you your uh, cohort, Brian, that helped you write this book. Well, let me take it back. So last time we spoke, um, my my podcast is more about women in aviation. And there's a lot of concepts within the book that focus on the women in your life. And I didn't really truly understand, the you know, until I read the book, how important women were in your life. You talk about my favorite chapter, I'm just gonna go ahead and say it was Mama Josefina, um, which was your maternal grandmother in the book. Um, she was a big influence in your story, which I never knew. That was amazing. Uh,
1: She is uh, an inspiration, an example, a guiding light, and someone who really uh, fueled and charged who I am as a person today and how I make decisions. Um, My maternal grandmother, I grew up with her um, in Mexico for a few years before I reconnected with my mom. And I thought my grandmother was my mom, and so those formative years were important. But over the years, I saw her work ethic, her loyalty, um, her absolute desire to help others, and this concept of never really complaining or saying a bad word about anyone. And uh, she was a maid at, at the Flamingo Hotel in Las Vegas, so she didn't have a, a job. Uh, she, you know, she never really had a home of her own over the years. She lost her husband at a very early age, but you know, she took care of me in a way that. Uh, made me who I am today, mm-hmm. and in really strong, dark moments of crisis that I faced in my business and, and career, um, I kind of looked to her as to kind of what she would have done. And you know, we talk a lot about it in that book and the, uh, one crucial moment in particular where mm-hmm. her voice came back to me to, in essence, do the right thing.
0: Right. And that's one thing that, I, you know, I love the fact that you incorporated the culture in the book and, the, you know, the, your upbringing, which you mentioned in the book that it was something that you didn't really truly bring up in your journey to becoming you know, the CEO, becoming your, your whole journey with your different jobs. I mean, how important is culture to you now? I mean, the fact that you're bringing that up and why the change? <laughs>
1: no, I think, you know, I grew up in a different time where assimilation in this country was important you, you didn't walk around and say to people, hey, by the way, right. um, I'm, I'm whatever it is. Um, it just we weren't as inclusive as a nation. We're getting better at it. Uh, but also, I don't have the burden of a large public branded corporation that rests on every word I say that I could harm or damage those relationship with customers because it's never our intent. I do have now the freedom to speak about these things that I've always wanted to, and do different things. So, Mm -hmm. my Hispanic heritage, as I write in the book, and my grandmother and others like her, who influence the way I think, the way I engage, the way I talk to people, the way I treat people like la familia, like family, um, are all critical components of how I, I act as a leader, and the proof point behind. It's success is what we did at United and the people that we did it. And again, as you know, our, our company is hugely diverse right. across so many different facets and aspects. Um, but somehow we all bonded together to be able to do this. And so um, it's I you know it's a wonderful from for me, a wonderful story of talking about the concept of inclusion right. without being so specific about. Uh, latinos or right. or anything it's just about the power of human inclusion and how we should treat each other and how that can lead to great things in business and great things in personal lives as well
0: right and that's one thing i absolutely love was hearing your journey your story because that was a story that i myself could identify with it's like wow like I'm not the only one that is experiencing these things, so it's definitely a story and a book that tugs at the heart—no pun intended. But <laughs> um, you definitely talk about different, you know, experiences and and things that you went through, especially through a very difficult time—the transition with the company. So, can you talk a little about how important it is for? I guess I'm going to go into just heart health and being uh, aware of, you know, your body.
1: Um, you know, the, 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 for, for all the <laughs> new folks that, that have uh, that had not heard the story and, you know, 37 days into the job I suffered a nearly fatal heart attack yes. that, over the course of a few weeks and months, uh, required a, a transplant. Right. Um, and so embedded in that story is just so many, so many topics to discuss, but, uh, right. but I, I love to tell the PSA and I do in the book as well, as well with regards to the fact that, you know, not only should you take care of yourself. But you should understand and know symptoms and what to do when you feel them, uh, because a lot of times we disregard those symptoms and just keep going.
0: Um, right. And in my
1: particular case, had I avoided what I felt, had I not had a previous awareness and understanding of how to think about my symptoms, I would have laid down or taken a shower, right. and uh, you know, not to be dramatic, I wouldn't have woken up from that nap or gotten right. out of that shower. And and so, um, uh, telling that story to people is an important one because it is it is served. Uh, well over the years, because I tell the story a lot, and a lot of people come up to you in airports and terminals and everywhere and just say, sometimes in tears, like, you know, you saved my dad's life, or it's a lot to my mom, and all that sort of thing. So that's an important part. Um, But we all should take care of ourselves, and and certainly watch for the the, the symptoms that um, emanate from things like heart disease.
0: Oh, absolutely. And, and just even I, myself, was not aware of everything. I mean, you did a great job of, like, you know, grinning and smiling. And, you know, I think you mentioned in the book, too, that, you know, even shaking people's hands was something that was painful for you. So, I, I mean, to me, this book was definitely like, wow, this man is a true superhero.
1: <laughs> well, you're the Wonder Woman. <laughs> uh, I was just blessed to have uh, an amazing amount of support. Uh, when all this happened from certainly family and friends, but from the United family. I mean, the outpouring of affection, the outpouring of of love and support uh, after all that happened. After only being here for 37 days uh, is, I think, another crucial point for the readers to understand that this company, this family of United, what I saw in them in that time frame is what made me come back and it's what made us the success that we are today.
0: Well, leads me to my other question you did mention you know 37 was an important number um you bring that up and how important the united family was for you so you briefly talked about it but you talked, you met different people along your your healing journey how important was that to your recovery like your united really did save your life
1: oh and there's no question uh there's no question i mean you're laying in and, and you don't know what's going to happen with you and then these letters begin to come in from different people that you've never actually met from right. all over the world expressing deep emotion about my, their desire for me to get better, their prayers, their thoughts, their well wishes, uh, and, and uh, their stories about things that they went through and yeah. to give me support, and so uh, I met many doctors. I think I still have uh, somewhere over 30 amount of physicians that are in my life every day. Not every day, right. but that take care of me. Um, so I got to meet a whole a group of people in that, and importantly, I got to meet a large host of folks that are in the transplant community. They go through all these issues and have many wonderful stories that, that uh, you know, uh, the lives that they, they lead are uh, still fruitful um, mm-hmm. and how you can do that after all of this.
0: Is there one story that still sticks out out of all the stories, you know, or even letters? Or is is there one that really speaks to you to this day?
1: Uh, There were so many. Uh, There was one interesting where where the the two children of a couple who both worked for United, Mm -hmm. and I don't remember their jobs um, necessarily, but their parents worked for them. And the letter from the kids said something to the effect, you know, Mr. Oscar, um, we don't know you, but my mom and dad, I've never, I, I've never seen them happier mm-hmm. and so excited about their jobs. So please come back. It was like Those <laughs> little things. And you're reading this, it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> it's like, I can't believe, you know, kids are getting involved in this. And so there were so many, so many touching moments where, where people were really sharing a lot about themselves in their life. And it was very meaningful and an incredible part of the healing process. You know, mm-hmm. one thing I say to folks afterwards, because, you know, we all have many friends and families and we all have people that, where things occur to them. And a lot of us say, you know, man, afterwards, like, I wanted to send you a note, but I knew you were busy right. or I didn't know what to do. And or people ask, oh, what can I do for you? It's like, well, I'm in my deathbed, so I don't know <laughs> that I'm the best person um, to work through this and um and i always urge people it's like when somebody that you know and love and care for something's going on just send them a damn note right send them flowers send them food even if it gets thrown away it doesn't matter the right. thought the thought was an unbelievable energetic pull and i think the combination of the united family uh, with their prayers and thoughts for me over that course of time really right. made a difference
0: and it's you know the fact that you actually took the time to read or have someone read every letter to you, that's amazing.
1: It became the morning reading at the, uh, <laughs> at the hospital. Well, my kids read these notes. I mean, that's wow. like, I mean, you know, with, with children, it's, they're just, they're everything to you. Yeah. And, and and watching them excited and reading these things, it made them really understand why I had done what I did to come here. Right. Uh, it reinforced the, the quality of the humans that are here. And it was a very touching moment. And it was really uplifting.
0: That That's amazing. Um, I'm going to shift it into you know, you were basically, you said you were a dreamer before it was basically cool no, to be that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not that it's cool
1: now, I suspect, but I do.
0: And the fact that you were living in two worlds, and again, that's something I, I go back to, I can identify it with that myself. Um, what advice would you give to future individuals that are pursuing a career in, whether it be aviation or, or just anything? Um, in upper management like what advice would you give them if they're facing any type of adversity
1: um so we all face adversity um you can complain about it uh, you can under you, you can ask the question why am i being mistreated why am i uh, people are exhibiting bias why are people not seeing who i really am um and you know those are questions that are uh, people ask ourselves uh, the world is a cruel place and um mm-hmm. complaining um talking bad, it just doesn't work. I mean, oh. I think uh, asking the same why question, but differently, like, okay, why hasn't my promotion come in? Why haven't I moved? Is there something I should be doing different and better? And there may or may not be you know, good answers to that, but starting with that versus the negative why, I just mm-hmm. think it's, it's more healthy to an individual to work through that. And, and we're all amazed when we actually ask someone the question about, hey, what could I do better? Or how could I do something different that would be more impactful? Uh, If you let people actually answer, you'll find that not everything we do all the time is as perfect as we think it is, and I think it's an important thing. And it also opens up people to actually give you advice. Um, My entire life has been people pulling me aside, me somehow opening up uh, to let them do that and self-correcting things where I was headed the wrong way.
0: Hmm. And that's what I that's one trait that I definitely admire about you and, and the fact that you are open with you know your story with your journey even seeing you when you were here you know walk through the hallways and be very personable with the employees like you just have that very friendly approachable and it's in the eyes you mentioned in the book it's in the eyes like you have that window of opportunity
1: those are the things that i learned from as you say the women in my life yeah. I mean, it's, it's such just something we do in, in the latino latino world i mean yeah. familia it's just everyone's a cousin everyone's an aunt and uncle oh yeah no it's just it's just just the way it is um and uh, we're always taught to respect our elders and and, right. and those those strong that heritage and those strong cultural norms um, helps me do that when I talk with you. Because when, when you see me, as you say, talking with folks, it is a meaningful conversation. I, I yeah. actually do and am interested. And I think uh, a lot of leaders, you know, go through that motion and, uh, and, yeah. and a human being, right? We all can tell when someone is actually talking and listening to us, where someone is just kind of like, oh yeah, that's great. Well, it's <laughs> so great to oh hear that. It's, like. it's like, like, wow, you know, so. <laughs> no, I, that's, 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 that's overly dramatic. But the concept of and, and truly listening is a, is, a, is a learned trait over time, and there's many ways to do it, but it starts from the heart.
0: No, absolutely. It does start from the heart, and the fact that, you know, you have your family, and then you had your United family. So one thing I want to ask, like, even to this day, when I do mention, oh, I'm, you know, I mentioned I'm going to talk to Oscar, and everyone's like, oh, my gosh, he was, like, the best leader ever, and they absolutely adore you to this day. Is there, do you miss that? Do you miss that? Um, you know,
1: I, I, one of the one of the leadership. Things, I talk a lot about this to <laughs> a lot of different audiences. If 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 you're in love with the adulation and the attention you get as a leader, um, it's that, that's not me. Um, the, all of that is fleeting. Um, the legacy that you leave as a leader is what endures behind you, that people continue to do, the concept of caring for others, the concept Mm of so many things that we've done at United that to this day follow through, and when as a leader you are thinking about yourself and how it makes you look, you don't always do the right things for the greater organization, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And so I choose to, um, you know, I I don't miss that necessarily, I miss the people okay um the work is hard and difficult and never-ending so i can't say i, I mean i've earned that over the course of my life to not have to do that anymore right um, but i i miss dearly the people and when i walk around and see people yeah. and, and we talk and 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 i get to re-engage with people i haven't seen you know for you 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 today um right. all of those are meaningful things and so i miss that uh and being able to do a lot to help folks but as far as the, the adulation and such, yeah. thats not. That's not what, that was never my biggest thing. It's and I, I learned that, by the way, by uh, another Latino back in the Coca-Cola, my Coca-Cola days, Roberto Goizueta, mm-hmm. who was uh, the chairman there. And he would always kind of pull me aside and say, look at all these folks. They really think they're important because of the title and the role mm. that they play here. It's like, you know, and there's that old phrase, that's what you do, but that's not who you are. Right." The, when you figure out who you are and you stay true to that, it really makes a difference. And, I, you know, it took me some time to do that. I, I talk yeah. a little bit about in the book in the early days when I was over-indexing, trying to be Mr. Super Latino and, <laughs> and prove to people that I was indeed smart enough and capable right. enough to be in the, in the roles that I had. And then when I learned to relax and swing easy, as I call it, yeah, I um, my success became, my trajectory came even higher because you involved people around you and they were willing to help you.
0: Right. I think sometimes we do overthink it and you want to be that image of perfection and really there is no ideal image of what perfection is. And
1: perfection is pretty darn hard <laughs> to achieve. <laughs> it absolutely
0: is. Well, you know, if you were to speak, say we're in a room full of employees right now, and what was one piece of advice you would give them?
1: I think uh, at United or just yeah, employees I, in general?
0: Well, you know, let's go with United.
1: Yeah, um, we built, we rebuilt something here. As we merged the two companies, Continentals United, and we overcame all the different issues, and and we turned around the organization, um, and and uh, we did it in a certain way, mm-hmm. and and we built us a, a level of, of, um, of, of that what I call the new spirit of United, and people talk about us in a very different way, right? We're named to Fortune most, we, uh, advertising it, they'd good leads the way, right. and all those things, um, and we 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 still attach to each other in a way that's supportive by and large. And that's always, that always goes up and down. My, my advice is to not lose that, because okay. I don't know that as a, a company we have another turnaround in us, meaning if we let that go and it gets fragmented and distracted again, can mm-hmm. we can we really rebuild it again? It okay. might be too much for a lot of folks.
0: Yeah, it was definitely a long and hard journey and the rebuilding was definitely a big part of your life and who you are, and yet to keep that, That legacy alive is definitely important. Um, Well, I'm coming to near my interview, and I just, before I let you go, uh, what would be an elevator pitch? Say your book is going to be a movie. Like, it's the book of the turnaround time. Oscar Munoz. (laughs) Put your best movie phone voice (laughs) on. Let's hear your pitch for your book.
1: (laughs) It's, It's a human interest story that in today's divided state aims to be more united, and it tells the story of a very simple human being, um, and as an example to many out there that are just like me, that with the right level of, of support and help and assistance and and, and work, um, that many of us can reach the same levels. Whether you're Latino or you're anything, um, I think it's a... It's a little bit of a rags-to-riches stories, mm-hmm. and it is fraught with lessons learned from failure, which is part of life. Yeah. Uh, it is not a book that says, oh, look at me, look at me. Uh, it's, look how badly I screwed this up and <laughs> what I learned from it kind of thing. Um, and I think it's a, it's a wonderful story. Again, it's probably one of the longest love letters to United employees yeah. that you might want to have. So, so hopefully people enjoy it.
0: I absolutely thoroughly enjoyed the book. It was poetic. It was humorous. It was like, you know, the fact that you compared the NOC to the Starship Enterprise. I was like, oh, my gosh, that was probably my favorite quote in the book. I'm like, he's a nerd. (laughs) Which, you know, for those of you that are, you know, into nerdy stuff, definitely read the book. (laughs) Well Oscar, thank you for being on my podcast, The Wonder Woman of Aviation in collaboration with Hilo Social Media Marketing. I know you have a very busy schedule. Um, What is next for Oscar before I let you go? Well,
1: you know, the book uh, drops soon and there's a lot of work to be done. But uh, as I like to tell people when they ask me because uh, like, hey, what are you doing and all that stuff? Uh, Listen, I'm healthy, which is important. I'm really busy and I'm happy. Mm. And so it's along those lines. Continue to stay healthy. Continue to stay busy. And I'm, I'm, you know, I have a chance to do a lot of work in a lot of places with all the things that I'm doing.
0: And, yeah. it, and
1: it, uh, it keeps me energized. And uh, I think I, I said I miss the people. Yeah. I, I have found a series of other institutions all, all over the country yeah. where I have, you know, new people, sort of speak. Never yeah. forgetting my family here whatsoever. Um, where I'm able to have these conversations, help in every way I can. And so that will continue.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you. For those of you listening to the podcast, the book drops on May second. Second, and where can they find it?
1: Uh, anywhere that this sells books,
0: okay. uh, and uh, also
1: Amazon and all those different things, and my okay. website. Uh, I'm sure you'll put it up on your thing. I will
0: the, definitely put the links up. And you can also
1: pre-order, which is I think probably the easiest thing
0: because yes, um,
1: they're soon to be sold out. They heard. I no, know. Kidding.
0: You know, I've already had people that I've told the book about. They've already got their pre-orders. Yeah. Like they're like, I'm pre-ordering. I'm like, let me know what you think of it, and I'll let him know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Well, Oscar, Perfect.
0: thank you. Thank, thank you, you for being on the podcast. All right.